0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين ولا اقربوت ولا عدوان الا على الظالمين والصلوات الله وسلمه على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين اللهم لا سهل الا ما جعلته سهلا وانت تجعل الحزن اذا شئت سهلا اللهم اعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك رب الكريم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته right there, folks um so, where are we now then? I think we are. Yeah. At the bottom of page of Sharh al Mumtair, at the bottom of 266. So, in the Arabic. Anyway, we did this yesterday, um, last week, Bab Shurut al Salah, the Qibla. ومنها استقبال القبلة فلا تصح بدونه إلا لعاجز ومتنفل راكب سائر في سفر ويلزمه افتتاح الصلاة إليها وماشٍ وَيَلْزَمُهُ وماشٍ. That's not very great, is it? Yeah, could have added a comma there just to make it a bit, a bit clearer. So it would it would read ويلزمه افتتاح الصلاة إليها وماشٍ ويلزمه الافتتاح والرقوع والسجود إليها That's what we're going to do today. So the conditions of prayer include facing the Qibla. We did that. The prayer is not valid without facing it except for someone who is unable to, one who is mounted praying a super, supererogatory prayer whilst in a state of travel during an actual journey. That's all we did, we did all that last week. And one who is walking, praying a supererogatory prayer. However, he must face it when he begins, bows and prostrates. It is obligatory for the one close to the qibla to face it exactly where, intrinsically, whereas it is sufficient to face its general direction for the one who is far away. General direction for the one who is far away. Alright, that's what we're doing. Um... Uh, uh today today did I, did I did i did i start talking about the walking one No, no. i didn't right so that's a bit So how come we stopped there then i'm a bit i'm a bit confused how didn't you? oh right sorry yeah I I, I I i yeah okay yeah correct i haven't got there yet that's why so Right, the translation doesn't work. Yeah, have I missed out an entire line in the translation? One who is mounted, praying a supererogatory. One second, guys. I think I messed this up. Yeah. رَاكِبٍ سَائِرٍ فِي سَفَرٍ yeah, sorry guys. You know what? I've missed out a, 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 a line in the in the translation. So you know, in the second point, it should say the prayer is not valid without facing, it except for someone who's unable to. That's fine. But then in point two, it needs to read one who is mounted, the one who's riding, praying a supererogatory prayer whilst in a state of travel during an actual journey. However, he must face it when he begins the prayer. That's what's missing. however, he must face it when he begins the prayer. That 's the end of that second sentence. It's there in Arabic, but I've forgotten to actually I've forgotten to add it in the, in, the, in the English. So we need to add there how, uh, what did I say? However, he must fa- face it when he begins the prayer. So be- that's actually what we're starting today. All right? This idea of the concept of what the Hanbalis say that even though you're actually riding on a horse or you're in a car or whatever. And you don't need to face towards the Qibla. We've got that. If you're praying a Nafal prayer, we understand that. Nafal Sunnah, no problem. However, at the beginning of the prayer, you must. So basically, if you're on a horse, you would turn the direction towards the Qibla and say, Allahu Akbar. And then off you go on your direction. If you're driving the car, then what you would have to do okay, and you can start to see now that this is not exactly much of a concession then, if you're driving the car, you'd have to obviously pull into the service station yeah, and put your car in the direction of the Qibla and then say, Allahu Akbar and then you set off and now whatever happens, is then fine because now you're in the direction of the, uh, the the direction of your journey, and you don't need to face it anymore, do you understand? That is what the Hanabila are saying so, um What's the evidence for that? The evidence for the Hanbalis in this position is the hadith of Anas ibn Malik that's narrated by Abu Dawood and others that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, if he would go on a journey and he wanted to pray the supererogatory prayer, for arada an You know, we just need to make sure everyone understands tatawa. Tatawa means supererogatory actions. Okay, tatawa is a class of actions. The fard and the tatawa. And this is like a very important word. I'm sure we've covered it before in this class. Yeah. I mean, if we haven't, then it's important that Yani you remember that tatawir is a is the legal agreed upon phrase that is talking about obedience, acts of obedience, acts of Yani Deen, that are done in a uh, non obligatory fashion, but you are rewarded for. Yeah. Okay. So whenever he wanted to do tatawir, استقبل بناقته القبلة. He would face his camel to the qibla, he would say Allahu Akbar, and then he would pray whatever direction the ride would take. That's the exact translation of the hadith. That whenever he was on a journey and he wanted to pray the supererogatory prayer, he would make his camel face the qibla he would say, Allahu Akbar. Then he would pray whatever direction the ride would take. His ride, Rikabuhu would take. Right. And they said that this hadith is the evidence that when you start the prayer, iftitaḥ, another phrase which is very important and going to become far more important at maybe at the end of the year and next year. Okay. Iftitaahus al iftitaḥ is what we call sana. Isn't it? Yeah. It's what subhanakallahumma bihamdika and so on. That's the dua or al istiftah. Okay, both phrases are uh, used to seek to open the salah. So you use the dua and we call it Thana, isn't it? Paks call Yep, because that's just how we do. So, um, uh, yeah, so what's the response to this then? They said. Uh, sorry, let's have a look at this hadith. Actually, some good notes on it. So it's been narrated at the bottom of page six, two, uh, uh, two six seven, narrated by Imam Ahmed and by Abu Dawood in the book of prayer. Baratatuw al-Rahila wal That's interesting. The chapter of the uh, non-obligatory prayers that are prayed upon the, the right as well as the Witter prayer. Okay. Um, and it's been narrated by Tabarani and Al-Bayhaqi, min turq an Okay, if you read this, it's interesting. Min From various roots. This hadith has been narrated from Anas ibn Malik and it has been collected via various roots. Turuk, Okay, different roots on the authority of ربعيون ibn Abdullah ibn al-Jarood. And by the way, I'm not sure if this, that's his name but I am 80% sure that his name is ربعي. Okay. Ba'in and Ya. In Arabic, I believe this is ربعيون. I'm not aware of this narrator. An Rabbi Yun on Arab Yun of here, of course, An Rabbi Ibn Abdilah Ibn al Jarud, and Amr Ibn Abil al Hajjaj, Anil Jarud, Ibn Abi Sabra, and Anis Bihi. Kal Tabarani La Yurwa Anil Jarud illa be had an Isnad, Tafarra de Vihi Rabbi Rabbi Yun. Kala Ibn Kathir, Isnad Hu Hari, Kultu Rabbi Yu قال ابن معين صالح قال حاتم صالح الحديث وقال ذهبي وابن حجر so and i just want to carry on reading this it has been narrated by abu anyway i want to just give you a summary of what they're saying about this rib'i he is a uh, he is a man of difference of opinion so there are some that did not consider him to be an authentic narrator okay that they, they considered him to be a, not an authentic narrator that's the minority the second is that this hadith has only been narrated with this person in the chain in this manner which makes it suspicious because the hadith itself is well known right the hadith has been narrated many times the prophet would pray on his uh, right however only a narrates a version that says that he stopped that he made the Qibla made the the, the ride faced the Qibla when he started and then carried on only R'i now whenever someone comes with a narration that is different shav that's different to the uh, odd compared to the majority then that person's gonna come under much greater scrutiny and we're gonna be studying that person big time so it seems that some aren't happy however and Ibn Kathir he said that it's a strange uh, it's not all gharib it is not strange it is solitary uh, unit. It is something which has been narrated only through him uh, yani once. Okay, um, The muhaqq of this book, he says, this rib'i, Ibn Ma'in said about him that he is salih, meaning that he is good. he's good. Okay, And Ibn Ma'in, of course, is the companion of Imam Ahmed ibn Hanbal, and he is like, yani from the senior uh, nuqad, of course. And Abu Hatim al-Razi he said also, Salih al-Hadith, he's good in Hadith. And Imam al and Imam ibn Hajar, the two Imams of the later generations, they said he is Saduq, meaning he is trustworthy, okay, or truthful. So um, the Hadith was authenticated by al Mundari and ibn al and ibn al said that it has an authentic chain. A chain. Ibn, ibn Hajar said about the Hadith, not about the narrator, he said, isnaduhu hasan, that its chain is good. You know, when you hear these phrases, its chain is good. All right. Again, remember that this is a clue that they're not completely happy about the hadith itself. And that would indicate is yani, or authenticity or the meaning of the hadith. So then they start to then divide it into its yani, little parts. And start making a general, they don't want to make a general kind of commitment to the hadith. When they've got doubts over a particular narrator. So that's something which is interesting. Because Imam Sheikh Al-Uthamin is going to make a comment about the authenticity of the hadith. So, what did the, uh, but it seems that the hadith is yani, okay. The majority seem to say that the hadith in general is okay. It's passed the test, even though it's odd and it's different to the rest of the narrations. They said so the Hanbalis, what they said? They said, The Hambalis they said that the, this hadith is an evidence to show the the mission the, the khalufied the mission that the Prophet ﷺ had gone to, to stop the camel in the middle of the ride, turn it around to a direction other than what you're going, and do this, would only indicate, this level of headache yani, you're bringing upon yourself, would indicate they must be obligatory. That make sense? That is yani, the indication that the Hadith is trying to give. And that's what the Hanbali said. Therefore, you must start the prayer uh, uh, in this direction. And that has been narrated in the Mughni and so on. You can see the book, the, the, the footnote. About the Ahlul Ilm, but some of the people of knowledge they said no, it is not obligatory. And they said that the response to this hadith is by two ways. The first one, the hadith is not very strong. That's what Shaykh Utameen says. This is a nice phrase. It ain't all that. That's exactly the translation of what he basically uh, said. It isn't all that in authenticity. fihi. He goes, the maximum that we're going to say this hadith is, is that it is acceptable. It's hasan. يعني midway acceptability. So we're not going to write home about this hadith and say, you know, it's an absolute burner killer. This is the one we've got to act by. وَالثَّانِي أَنَّهُ فِعْلُ The second obse- uh, 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 response is that this is an action uh, of the Prophet وَمُجَرُّدُ الْفِعِلُ لَا يَدِلُّ A very important principle in usul Al-Fiqh, that an action by itself never indicates or doesn't indicate obligation. Which makes sense, right? When you want something to become obligatory, you need to, to be certain. Because something obligatory means you are sinning if you don't do it. If you are sinning when you don't do it, it becomes very serious. We want a very clear direction. We're expecting a statement. We're expecting a statement. If we get just an action then this helps us become more comfortable if there are supporting evidences that actually the issue isn't obligatory. It isn't obligatory, okay? So that would indicate that. وَحَدِيثُ إِبْنُ عُمَرَ وَغَيْرِهِ مِنَ عَامَّ أَنَّهُ كَانِ كَانَ And the hadith of Ibn Umar and all the other narrations, they're all general. All of them state that the Prophet ﷺ would pray in whatever direction that he was facing. So the, all the evidences, they seem to suggest that that's what he would do. وظاهر, uh, uh, وظاهرها, and what seems obvious is that whoever uh, prays to whatever direction they were praying in the end is what direction they were praying at the beginning. Meaning if they're facing towards that at the end, then that is what they should be facing towards in the beginning. So therefore what do we say? And this is a very interesting statement. شَيْءٍ I'm going to translate this word for word because it's very useful, very interesting from a soul point of view and also something I did this morning. Okay. So therefore, what do we say that the, more, the correct position in this issue that is that it is better that you start the prayer facing towards the qibla, and then you face towards the direction, the, whatever direction you're facing. Amma yakun wajiban as for to say that it is obligatory because uh, uh, as as, as, to, as for to say that it is obligatory despite the fact that there are many opposing narrations that are far more authentic than this hadith, which indicate basically that he didn't start like that, then, nafsi shay Then, I have I still haven't come to the nice translation for this, but basically, I'm not happy with it. Yep. nafsi shay Means that in my soul, I'm not completely comfortable with it. There's something in that's bugging me. So Maybe that's a nice word, actually. There's something bugging me deep inside. Okay? This phrase is important. Don't feel happy. So he's not coming out legally and saying, Right, this is absolute nonsense. He recognizes that, you know what, we can't... Yeah. And this, is, this, this is important. Ahl-Sunnah, yani, are always never going to deny a hadith if it's authenticated. If the hadith is there and established, we're going to try and include it. That doesn't mean, though, that we still can't feel comfort, uh, uncomfortable about the issue. When all the evidence suggests something else, when the majority of the scholars suggest something else, then where does this one come from? So what Sheikh Al-Tameen has done is that, okay, listen, it's no major. Yani, it's better, al-afdal, he said, that a person stays out the issue of difference of opinion, stays out the khilaf, as we say, and he does uh, do that. But if someone's going to say to me, Shaykh Utameen says, that it's obligatory, meaning I'm sinning, then I'm not going to, uh, you know, mm, 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 I'm, not, I'm not sure about that. He's still giving it respect, that position. It's for that reason that I've always tried myself to face the qibla at the beginning. I always have had um, but again, the class position is I do not think it is obligatory. It's better that we try to do that. So this morning, for example, I was on a flight um, from Pakistan. And the flight uh, left at 3 o'clock from Dubai, my, my, my mid-stop uh, flight. And subhanAllah, it was, it was beautiful because um, that 3 o'clock flight is the one that I take regularly. Okay, But in the winter time, it's very interesting because in the winter time, you're going to arrive in Manchester whilst it's still Fajr time. So it lands at 7 o'clock in the morning and sunrises at 8 o'clock, 5 to 8. Okay? So I'm on this plane and um, the Fajr, I think about three, uh, it's a seven hour flight, seven and a half hour flight. Uh, Fajr, I think, kicked in three to four hours into the flight, about four plus hours into the flight. Fajr kicked in and because the sun is chasing us, Fajr remained in all the way, and I knew it. I I was confident of it. I mean, I I mean, you know, you'd be ignorant if you didn't think that it was going to stay. in when you know that, when you get there, it's still going to be fajr. So obviously, I didn't feel any pressure to pray. Okay, but I just want you to just imagine. So I'm looking out the window, and I can see the redness and the glow all the way, but no sun. And that remained the case for three and, and a half hours. And I'm watching the sun remain. You know, just the glow, and I know that I'm safe but in my heart you know it's bit, you always feel my goodness you know what if it just makes a cheeky pop up and then you know what i'm saying yeah so because if the, theoretically speaking imagine if they got an air traffic uh, update right and it was told to go into a holding pattern yeah, yeah which can could happen but I mean, obviously it's normally at the airport, right? Where a holding pattern goes into where they start circling. But imagine that they got a call to say, we've got problems at the English Channel. I want you to go into a holding pattern in Athens, for example. Or, you know, like two, three hours away. Yeah. Then the sun would have come up. Question for you. Obligatory to pray the Fajr prayer then? Or not? You're not going to make it to Manchester in time. Right? You're not gonna make it to Manchester in time. But when I do arrive to Manchester in time, i have got another yeah. chance to pray Pajar. If you have a chance to pray Pajar, well, then Manchester mm-hmm. is going to be gone by and then you come back to Manchester. Only if you're delayed by two, three hours or whatever. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, okay, holding pattern really rarely. There. Okay, but let's assume that it was only a half hour holding pattern. You, gotta, you didn't think about praying there, but you've got to get up there and then Yeah, okay, there's that. There's there's the fact that Yanni, you know if you're gonna get there. All right, let me let me let me let me, let me phrase it in a different way. Then let me put a better question. What, what question exactly? Yeah, it wasn't a great question to be honest. Don't worry about the question. <laughs> let me let me let me make it a better question. Uh, let's say that you see the rise. You know that the sun is gonna rise. Okay. Well, you don't know, but you're seeing the sun rising. You don't know. No one knows anything. I told you on a plane, you've got to go by what you see. So you see it close, close, close. So you obviously, you know, you, you, you know, you you say, all right, I'm gonna have to pray here. So you pray your fajr. And then you get to Manchester and it is Fajr time. What do you do? Well, breakfast. <laughs> okay, <too. laughs> breakfast. You don't repeat your Fajr. <laughs> you pray your Fajr now. You did best to your ability. The sun rose. The sun has risen. When, when you pray? You, no, no, meaning you prayed, then you see the sun rise. Which is the yeah. You started the prayer before the sunrise, meaning that the prayer is is done and the prayer is ended as well now, okay. But then when you come to Manchester, I mean, obviously, I'm trying to push this as much as possible because we don't see this, you know, unless you're going around from America the other way around to Tokyo, or whatever, this stuff exactly happens, of course, yeah. You know, you're chasing the day and all that kind of behavior, and you suddenly arrive like one day later and you didn't see it. So I'm just trying to create that for us, okay. So the sun rises it's never going to happen but say sun rises and then you get to Manchester and fajr is still there for another hour So the end of the prayer has already the prayer time has ended for fajr And now you've got a, like a new fajr period that you've arrived into But you not pray where you are You have which is what you did and you had to because you, you knew that the sun was going to rise. yeah. So you did Wednesday morning's Fajr. But you come and you see that Wednesday morning has started again. What's your question? What we having for breakfast? <laughs> That's the two, question. You can't have two Wednesday morning Fajrs pray. You can't have two Wednesday morning Fajrs. There are some scholars that, you know, when they look at the the Japan version or whatever, wherever it happens, I can't remember how it happens. They said that you pray for everything that you observe. So, for example, in the east, uh, west coast of Canada and western coast of uh, America and the journey. All right. You'd pray the full prayer of the day and then you would arrive and the whole day would start again, start again. So it would be nighttime and in the morning. You'd pray normally, but it's the same day again. Do you understand? That happens now. It happens all the time. So what do you do? Do you pray again or not? There's only five prayers in a day. day. But you lived two days, bro. (laughs) What do we know? You've just lived two days. We're doing Saturday all over again. Okay, let me ask you a question. If it was Groundhog Day... (laughs) And every morning you woke up, it's the same day. Are you going to say, well, you know what? I prayed the first time round in this game. So for the next 20 years, it is Groundhog Day. I'm not going to pray. Yes. Shut up. 20 years, you're not going to pray. Well, that would never happen. What do you mean? How do you know? What? You're trying to say the film's not true? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what's in about You had a straight into the jan behavior. No, but the difference with the Dajjal is that it's long, yeah? The day, the day itself, it has broken down, but it's still a day. And nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, وَيَوْمٍ كَسَنَةٌ He said that when he comes, the, the one day is going to be like a year. But he still called it a day. Meaning that it starts off as some kind of day, and it ends as some kind of day, but the length of it is a year. Meaning that it's obviously broken down, whatever it looks like. So the same principle. Yeah, I mean you're absolutely right. Scholars use the Hadith of Dajjal to indicate that whenever things go messed up, then you just make an estimate, and that's why it's the correct position that you, you don't need to pray again. Okay, you don't need to pray again uh, because you've lived that day. But I want you to imagine. If I did all the whole five pairs of humans well, Yeah, but, uh, with Dad, said you don't have to pray again for the rest of your life. He said. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to with Dad, man. Honestly, that's hard comfort we're using. Yeah. So uh, imagine, but but let's not make it Groundhog Day. Let's just make it uh, just another day. When is that short? I mean, Let's just make it just one more day. I want you to I wanna know, you Pachys are going to just go through that whole day and not pray at all. A hundred percent all of you would pray all that day. You would pray, hundred percent. Because you guys are packs, that's why. So I'm saying, so, it's, so that's my point. The reason I made this example is that if you were going to pray the prayers of that day, and then why would you not then pray the Fajr? that's my that's the point I was I was going to make because, when you get because what are you praying that that, that, that Saturday again no. right but the further if I'm praying on the plane yeah on my ticket it tells me what day it is alright okay and so because Saturday when I'm leaving and the is into death yeah whether I come to my destination
1: it's there Saturday again yeah it is a matter to because I'm praying my Saturday my ticket says my slide and on Saturday yeah
0: so that one I would have yeah. Um, a number of people actually have asked me this question. And uh, this is a matter of ijtihad by the way. And the reason it's a matter of ijtihad is because we created the problem of the international dateline. Okay? We... Uh, uh, this, this is not a, a normal issue. We created the problem. When that morning starts, it should be Sunday. But because of however they do the dates and times... They said that at this cut-off cut point, it goes back a day, or you miss a day. When you go, you know that way or that way, you miss an entire day—a day that just disappears. So, if I think, and like, because you know, even you've never done it, you always kind of, you know, you always. But I think if you're going the other way and it's Friday, you arrive on the Sunday, and Saturday all disappears. I think something like that. And if you're going the other way. At the right moment, if the plane was going right moment, you repeat the whole day again. Now that is not actually happening in real life. It's happening on paper. So actually what Jiva said is spot on, right? That actual speaking terms, I left on a Saturday and if my journey took 24 hours, I should be Sunday when I get there, not Saturday. So the system has worked against me. So the answer to this question, and I told Navid Aziz when he asked me this question because they go through it regularly. Uh, when they go from Calgary because that's the western Alberta kind of thing and they go that way when they go around to some of the Arab countries because it's longer for them that way so they go around that way or something like that I, I said to them that you would, legally speaking you do not need to pray the prayer again if a person did it out of safety to fill up the day then that's cool but legally he has prayed the prayers of that day and so the answer to the question is is that if you pray Fajr beforehand you're done now there is something a little bit different though with the Manchester scenario because there's the argument of praying sitting down versus praying standing up, okay? And for this reason, I would not blame a person. I, we don't want to ever make the prayer obligatory. As you said, only, Allah does not need a one a prayer twice. And we don't want to open that door, because once you open that door, then you know what happens then. You always start to then allow the legitimacy of repeating a prayer if you think there's a problem with the first one. And once you open that door, game over, because no one is happy with their prayer. Yeah, once you kind of you, yeah, you use the legal basis for it now, but tomorrow you use the spiritual one. The day after, you use the focused one. And when is a person spiritually perfect in a prayer? And when is a person focused in a prayer? That's why the scholars do not open that door and do not accept it and never gonna uh, punish the people with that waswasa that makes them realize even if you pray the worst rubbish prayer ever, you weren't anywhere near it, whatever. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. That's why it's there for recovery, honey after the disaster that you just did so uh, but out of uh, thingy you, you, you're not happy with the idea that you had to pray sitting down and now I've reached there I'm going to pray standing up person did that I think there's space for that but we don't want to legislate for that we want more confidence in following the fatwa sitting down than to leave the person you know thinking hmm I need to pray standing up so that's my point anyway what, what, what's it, why is it relevant to me so I knew this I knew that I'm going to hit Fajr but we're always going to be ahead of it I didn't know that scientifically I only knew that because I knew that sunrise is at 7.55 and I'm getting there 7 so it's impossible I'm going to beat the the sun's going to beat me here because I'm getting there so I was relaxed so I was watching this now and I'm thinking to myself that Fajr can start and it's Sunnah and I don't need to face the Qibla and I don't need to stand I'm in my seat so I'm going to pray my sunnah here and I'm going to pray my fajr over there in the airport because I don't think I'm going to you know, get home before the traffic. So I'm going to pray my fard, obligatory prayer in there but I'm going to pray the sunnah here. So I had three hours to do that. But the problem was is I'm going directly against the qibla. Yes? So what I did is that I waited for the plane to land. And when it was landing I did my estimate of where the qibla was and I started it and i knew that the amount of time that it would take for the you know to get to its runway and taxi to its final position is enough time for me to pray my sunnah so i started it i started my sunnah when we landed in the plane sitting down so that i don't have to worry about that when i'm you know trying to find a place and i'm now in the public only having to pray two rak'ah and it just reducing my 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 load my kind of burden upon me does that make sense yeah so that that's just that's, that's a practical application of this hadith that I can wait, I'm on a journey, it is an issue of a, a difference of opinion, but okay, if I wait, I can actually pray towards a direction, and then afterwards when the plane is doing this and that, whatever, no problem, I've already started towards the qibla. But I do want you to know that, don't make this you know, so important in your heart, because this is a, is a, I mean, a camel, uh, you can understand this, because a camel goes nice and slow, and you just kind of say, all right, one second, over kind of thing, but in a car, on a motorway, you, you, the whole point of these rulings is to encourage people to be praying more don't forget what's going on here that's the, the story here we're encouraging people to pray more and Nabi by doing this and saying all these things is also encouraging the people and the scholars are picking up on that little vibe picking up on that vibe and therefore they're creating fiqh around the issue to also make it easy so they don't want to and that's why we're not happy with this because the Prophet is trying to make it easy scholars are trying to make it easy as well suddenly you've thrown a big brick in the way by saying that if you're on a car you're going to have to wait until a rest stop and then pull over and go in and just yeah, and you stop just for direction and then carry on again that's like a 10 minute kind of you know that's a 10 minute loss in a journey it takes a minute to do it but the speed deceleration go there park that, it's a 10 minute thingy which is significant in a journey yeah so Allah knows best yeah Shaz. the calendar system and this is what we invented yeah and um, even the Islamic calendar system is what we invented Not in terms of. of, I mean, that's also a good good question. Islamic calendar, yeah? Doesn't doesn't necessarily, by definition, negate scientific realities later. And that's why the month can be 29 or 30 days. I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know about that, bro. yeah, so there's a a flexibility there. if we go back <laughs> <laughs> if we go back at the time of Foxism, when there was no uh, official calendar and you know there was obviously the months you know it, you know we wouldn't have this concept of we lost a day uh, is it possible in old school money to lose a day no no it's not possible because it, it's an artificial change correct and then we are you know Obliged to do things upon what we see. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, I, I, like I said, I don't think there's any issue here. The correct position is you've prayed and you don't need to pray again. But my if a person. Is, my point is you have to pray again. Yeah. You have to pray. Oh, you have to pray again. That's my point. Not that you don't have to pray again because you're seeing the, the, the sunrise again, you're seeing the duhah again, you're seeing Asr again, you're seeing Maghreb again. And you wouldn't know if, no one, know. if someone told you, you don't know thingy. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, but with that said, you don't need to pray for 20 years. But she's got a point, though. But she's got a point. You, 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 but my point is, is that this calendar system and all this thing is that we invented. Actually, Shazat, of- you know, if you're going from biologic, Shaz's point, and my point, by the way, that Shaz is nicking, okay, is that you wouldn't know. Like, let's say the next day you woke up. Mm-hmm. The only, in the theoretical Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. the only reason you know it's Groundhog Day is what? Your calendar. True or not true? Yeah, if I, if I had the same plain situation except I went through pleasure time until I chat time and then I had to start the day all over again, I think I would pray the, the five prayers... No, I don't, I don't want an emotional answer. Entirely. Legally, I'm talking. Not emotional. No, it's not Because emotional, emotional, everyone will. No, it's not emotional. I'm saying the only way that I would know that well, now I have a phone and everything, so I can tell it's Correct. It, it's because the so phone I'm tells you. Seeing, I'm seeing sunrise again. To me, it's a new day. It's a new day. And that's the point. That's if the I, point it's I making. sunrise twice, tells me it's not a new day. I'm just seeing sunrise again. Because you saw sunrise again after a few minutes, you mean? Yeah. Because. Yeah, go through sunrise to sunset and night time. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah, agreed. That, 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 the the, the, the Fajr issue is slightly different. But let's say that it's night time and the next morning is actually a day onwards we would not or, or the same day rather okay you wouldn't know until the, th- the, the thing and that's the reason why I recommend people praying again even though legally speaking so why am I my, okay so the question is is that why am I legally okay for a person not to pray again then yeah so I'm asking you why because you prayed. no not because you prayed because that's, what Shazad said is correct Yanni. if you're seeing a new day right you should be praying that day Right, So why am I saying, it's good to, but you don't have to? What's the basis for that? It's a big shout, actually. That, hey, you Correct. Yeah, and the answer is basically that we are taking people's culture as a rule. Yeah, basically, we have basically said that if all of the world, even non-Muslims, I mean, that's why it's a big shout. If we say even if the non-Muslims change, let's just say theoretically in 2018, they work out that there's some kind of adjustment that's required, and that now, for everyone, we'll need to swap a day, for example. Yep, or, Or not swap a day, you know, cut a day or something. Let's say the scientific community said, and the world's politicians accept it, and it becomes a law. But Islamically speaking, nothing has happened. We're saying an arbitrary day has been lost. Or an arbitrary day is repeated again. You get what I'm trying to say? What would you do? You would rule. You would pray according to the arbitrary rule. You wouldn't say, well, you know what, the whole world sees it as Saturday, but I see it as Sunday. Because in essence, it is. You get what I'm trying to say? If we have all decided, as part of our life, to, to know that it's Saturday today, because our phones tell us, because the... People have told us if we're accepting that as a basic principle, then if a rule change comes in and says that a day that should be a Sunday is also a Saturday because of whatever, it's like the hour change. Yeah. It's like the hour change. We only. Yeah, but you can't. Oh, if the world decided that we're going to take two days as one day, that's what I'm trying to say. If and 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 it doesn't contradict something which is obligatory. Which it does because you have to stay in the day and the night. No, but but but. You have to pray... I, I, I don't, pray no, I don't... I don't and I, I, a night. Yeah, correct. You've got to pray five days, And, and you we we're going to take two days and replace that for, and make that one day... I would have, I'd have no problem with that. And, so the, reason, I, and, and the reason why... Five times in the two days. Yes. Because that, uh, uh, unless they're saying, as a reason for celebrating, Yani yeah, Earth Day or something, yeah, we're going to do it just as a one-off or whatever. That's a lot of nonsense. That's I'm saying, just like the international Dateline thingy, which, by the way because people do, do science correctly, didn't just come up as one single decision. They observed it, saw it, sat down, had a committee, did this, that, whatever, and the whole world accepted it. I'm saying, let's say that happens again, because it happened, it happened obviously 20, 30 years ago, or however many years ago it happened. It happens again to ensure stability in the world, yes, then no, not a problem. Legally speaking, you're covered, even though it's a world standard that's been established. Even you've got a nas. Okay, you know this is a very hypothetical situation. The world decides that we're going to we're going to make two days into one day. Yes. We're going to have whatever you know, two nights and yes. two days. Yes. And the nas says five and per day. So five per five day. day. And a day and a night. Yeah. So how are you going to? Because do that the because the definition of day and night is how people understand day and night. But isn't that quite clear? What, 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 what we. are we What is there? a day and night? A day and night is day and night. Correct. And, and so what's changed two here? Two days and two nights. In a de- in, in, one, day. in one, in one. In a new day. In a new day. Yeah. There's, a, there's a technical change. It's only a label change. Because so reality the day and night. Change. Huh? How is that physical change? Because it's been two days where you say it's one day. No, I know that. But uh, I'm... No, no, no. You you haven't seen two days go by. That's what, that, that's what I'm saying. You haven't seen it. The, 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 the scenario that we're talking about is a date change. So it should be Sunday. Yeah. But my my example... Is he's got a different three. point though. You're saying that the world decides on this. I say, okay, let's take it to the extreme and the world decides that instead of having 24 hours in a day, we're going to have 48 hours in a day. No, come on, bro. That's something oh, else. This, that, uh, 48 hours over two days? Yeah. Whatever. For whatever reason, they're deciding that comes off of the people. Oh, so if you are saying that... We've that got a now that says, no, you have to pray five prayers in a day and a night. Even though the rest of the world decided we're going to take 48 hours a day... Where to five, I'll right. be honest with you, I can't answer that question because I, I still don't even get it. But the reason I say that is because I know that someone's going to be sitting there screwing really hard, yeah, yeah that we've gone on to this whole uh, thingy. <laughs> They're already, what the hell's happened there? No, 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 no let's, not, let's not talk about the thingies because uh, this is my mistake, that I shouldn't have opened it up. Mine was a real basic one, Yeah. And that was real and it worked, and I dealt with it. Okay. You to make it Groundhog, Day and then Groundhog Day. That's the problem. I get excited when I start studying fiqh. Man. that's the problem. Yeah. I get, that's Because your example, Yeah. Uh, when you said, you know, two I pray there and I pray there, or when I should come and then pray? The main point here is, like, you know, the intention that you are going to pray, you know, with the Mr. salat. Yeah. That's one of the main. Of no doubt. Absolutely, no doubt. And then, obviously, we have the ayah, قَتَّقُوا اللَّهَ مَسْتَعْتُمْ That you do fear Allah as much as you can. So, based on that... And that's why I said at the beginning, the matter is a matter of ishtihad. No one would be able to say to a person, you've got to repeat all your prayers because of whatever, or another person who didn't pray that you've not prayed and is haram, whatever. There's no doubt. No, no doubt about it. This is not a qat'i matter. If the date changes... And yeah, uh, you know, uh, and I've seen Fatawa, yeah, none of them have any obvious evidence. It's all just discussions, discussions, discussions. Where's Samid when you need him, man? He, yeah, he comments on the on the, on the lame stuff. Yeah, we've got some Yani yeah, nuclear physicists who can work out yeah, he, what's happening going on, and he and he goes missing. Okay. So just out of interest. So when you face the Qibla, what did you do with <coughs> the body, or did you and then sat back down? No, the whole plane was, isn't it? The, the whole plane. Yeah, was yeah. Down. yeah. So but if I, but if yeah, uh, the, otherwise, yeah. otherwise, I could turn around Face a Qibla, Allahu Akbar, and then just sit back down again. Correct, you could have done that. But I thought to myself, no need to stand up. I'm going to pray We're sitting down anyway. It's going to turn. So it was alright. Yeah? Um, so let's just take a few questions now so we don't come back to this because I know that this is going to become a dominant thing. Um, come back up, Shaz. Haven't we said something along the lines of safety, not being a position that we need to go by the evidence? Yes, Mesa, that's correct. Technically, we're not proud of the, uh, technically, no one's going to be, it's not very academic to say, hey, let's just do this for the sake of safety. The whole point you pay a person to do research is to get certainty and the whole point of academia is to get it right. That's my point, okay, that it's not ex- safety itself is not something to write home about. However, being safe in your religion is one of the most yeah, basic principles of the, of the deen, to avoiding doubtful matters and gray areas and so on and so forth, having yaqeen in these kind of things. All right, There's no doubt about that. Um, here, they have gone through the evidences that show that this position is weak, but then we conclude by saying that it's better to start by facing the Qibla. Isn't that safety? First of all, they didn't have confidence that it's completely weak, so that's the, that's the key point. Um, oh yeah, as Rehan said, exactly as Rehan said, okay and um, come back up to the top Shazada, Salim, saleem Ijtihad yeah uh, that's good Oh Zindabad Oh Mashallah Oh okay so I think this will be my supply and you guys can have the quality street after I've taken out the purple ones by the way is there anyone who actually eats the long thin ones really yeah amazing they're the rejects <laughs> yeah. That's amazing that you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yani, subhanAllah he creates people yani, in a way that they deal with the rejects. And they enjoy it. As like this you know I was in Pakistan, I had katakat. You know? No, katakat. No. In Karachi they call it katakat. Yeah, yeah. With, brain. with brain. brain. brain is not a waste product. Um. If I start telling you what the waste products were in there, yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah? Don't be asking me, don't don't go where you don't want to go, bro, okay? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not katak, it's katakat. Katakat katakat, katakat, katakat katakat, katakat. And so me I was given my host, he goes to me, right, we've got three we got we're gonna go to a katakat speciality place. I said, Zindabad, me I'm always game for that behavior. He goes, You have got clean katakat, medium katakat, and dirty katakat. I said, I've the dirty one bro. We are going and my, my guy goes, uh, he goes, the dirty one is the best tasting one. It's the delicacy. The delicacy, Shaz. Shaz. Bob's. <laughs> <Oops. laughs> <laughs> he goes, it's the delicacy. So, I said, just wait, let me eat it first. So, I saw it. The, the, the clean one just looked like it had the, the, the chops and the nice stuff, yani. Okay, the other one looked like magaz, yani, brain. The third one was a mixture of everything. It was very small, so it looked like a bit like keema. So I said, I don't know what it is, let me eat it first. Oh, Smacked it. Lovely. I said, Go and hit me. They said, It's the heart. I said, I eat heart all the time, me. Yeah? <coughs> heart, by the way, I have separately. You guys eat heart? Chicken heart. Yeah, well, no, sheep heart. Chicken heart is like a little tinkle thing this big, get <laughs> huh? Come on, man. Yeah, I used to. I only realized in my, in my adult kind of life more that it's a, a waste product because it's not even there by the butcher. He has to take it apart, apart separately. So I, I, you know, I I've always loved heart. And then liver, not a massive fan of liver. Yeah. Kidney, but it's a standard stuff. Testicles, bro. That's normally normal in yeah? Normal, yeah? Normal Pakistan as well, bro. What was your name? Normal So then he said, he said, he said, he said, brains, testicles, this, that. Actually, I'll bring more than. Come on, then. So I enjoyed it even more next time around. Then, but it's okay, isn't it? Because you don't have a tasawwur isn't it? What's happening? You're eating what's in front of you is very beautiful, very nice taste, lovely. Went outside. So, okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Went outside afterwards where they were cooking it. And I saw the raw bloody version, didn't it? Then I was sick, isn't it? <laughs> then I was sick. Anyway. So the point is, is that there is people, Allah subhanahu has created that they eat the reject versions like for example is it this one yeah who eats the flat toffee a hard one? No. Oh my god what a complete waste of a sweet you the only one in the room no no there's two people <laughs> share this with father and son We're both related, both, related. <laughs> both of them both of them basically eat bread with ketchup and burgers with ketchup and everything with ketchup <laughs> ketchup astaghfirullah anyway uh, any other questions since we're discussing hypothetical scenarios, we're not, Shahid, we're not. But if someone prayed Fajr in Manchester in its time, and then I teleported instantaneously <laughs> to a country, and it is currently Asia time, what happens in this scenario? i.e. Zahar, Asr and Maghrib. You've got to pray it. You've missed it. You should have thought about that before taking a teleport contract. Isn't it? He's on the same day as blacking it. Does that mean when we get back to states from Saudi or Middle East, we do not pray since we have gained a day? No. Rehan, you're weird, bro. Um, uh, no, you haven't gained a day. You just got hours left, and you just, you know, you, the, the, the the prayer stays within its time. All right. Any questions on this matter before we move on? Good. All right. So the next statement is Wamashin. All right. The one who's walking also doesn't need to face the qibla. Okay. That's the point that's being made. Um, and that's amazing, subhanAllah. For yajuzu lil insan al musafir. So, a person who's walking, he is able to pray his nafl prayer whilst walking, just whilst he's on a journey. That's sick. That's major sick. You know what I'm saying? That's amazing. But then, the humble is they say, however, it is obligatory upon him. Not just to face the Qibla when he starts the prayer, but he has to do the Iftitah towards the Qibla and the Ruku towards the Qibla and the sujood towards the Qibla. So basically, the idea is a man who's walking down the street going the opposite direction to the Qibla, yeah, and he knows it's a long road, he will quickly turn this way, Allahu Akbar, carry on. Then when he goes for Ruku, he will turn this way. And then he'll stand back up again. And then he'll go for Sajda. And then when he finishes Sajda and Ruku'a, then he'll go back to walking that direction. And each time he'll keep turning around. That's the basic points that the Hanbalis are making. Okay? Um, and... And sheik Al says... I mean, to be, he goes... He goes uh, <laughs> this is actually really interesting what he says. It's, 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 it's nice what he says. He goes... He goes, He goes, if the Hanbalis are going to make a guy who's riding a horse turn at the beginning of the prayer to say Allahu Akbar, of course they're going to make a guy who's walking, which is far far easier. So that's the reason why they did that. Okay? The reason, there's no hadith for the Mashi, just so that you know. But the hadith was for the person who was on the right, the Prophet being on the camel right? So he said, if he did this for the camel, then of course he's got to do it when he's walking. That's the qiyas in action. Okay, that's analogy establishing a a, a legal law. He goes, however, for the walking person, he has to also do ruku and sujud. Your question is why, and the answer is because they are different the the one who is walking is different to the one who is riding the riding person doesn't need to do ruku or sujud does he he doesn't need to do ruku or a sujood. so for that uh, for, uh, so on that basis the two actions are completely different does that make sense okay so the sheikh says that the reason they're different is two uh yalzimuhu arruku sujud wal walking and, and and riding seated are different because when you're riding seated you only need to indicate your ruku okay whereas when you are uh, uh, standing then you have to make ruku sujood also the second difference ruku إِلَّا إِذَا نَزَلْ مِنْ Fihi فِيهِ صعوبة He goes, the other difference is, is that the person who is making the indicated, yani sajda, those pseudo-sajdas and so on, he doesn't need to do it towards the qibla because he would have to get down each time and that would be a headache. That's why the Prophet didn't do it. Whereas the guy who's walking is not a headache for him. It's not a headache for him, so therefore he needs to do it. Of course it would, but he's, he 's he's, he's thinking to himself, uh, just think about it naturally if you 're on a journey and it's going to take about 10, you know, half an hour to do the journey, and you're going to stop and it's going to take you 15 minutes. yeah Well, you could use that 15 minutes and walk and pray. The whole point is is that the more easier you make the prayer, the more opportunity you give for the prayer the more likely you are to pray. I know, I know myself, for example, that if, if time is tight, and I've only got half an hour, then I'm not going to pray the two sunnah. But well, if it's like super obligatory, as you said, you'll be more efficient, and more like less distracted, I should stop praying. And no doubt. There's no, there, there's no doubt that for peace of mind, for, for uh, focus and state of mind, whatever, it would be better for him to stop. The whole idea behind this small sub-chapter is the Prophet ﷺ wants to give as much opportunity as possible for people to pray, to increase. There's no doubt that the one that sits, Yanni, would be better, especially if they're not great, Yanni, with the disturbance. And and of course, in our time, with the amount of people that there are, how dangerous it is, cars and this and that. I mean, this is not a real reality, frankly. Okay? It's not a real reality, unless you're walking in a desert. If you're walking in a desert, this is the perfect reality. But if you're walking anything else, like imagine walking through a forest, Yep, you're not going to do that. You're going to get battered, aren't you? Yeah. Or bitten to death. Or something. Yeah. I don't know. But something happened. Anyway, Sheikh Ithamin says, but the correct position is. إِلَّ he goes, if we're going to allow the person who's walking to actually pray this, kind of a prayer, okay? If we're going to allow, because it's not normal to do that, but we've allowed them, qiyas upon the riding, then we're not going to make him do ruku and sujood towards the qibla. Because that's also a mission. He goes because he has to stop. And you got to stop, and that is a headache. Isn't it? It's better, obviously, not to not stop. And he's got to sit down between the such detain as well. You know, It's, it's not like a quick one second thing, it's a proper you know, three, four minutes. That's going to give him a headache. So we will say to this person, لكن لو قلنا يومئ إيماءاً أمكنه أن يومئ وهو في رقوع وسجوده فحكمه حكم الراكم في أنه يلزمه الافتتاح فقط لأن يفتح مدة وجيزة والانحراف للقبل فيه سهل فلا يضره. He goes, so therefore, if a person, this position, and we will adopt it as a class position, that if a person is walking, then you will make, you're beginning towards the Qibla because that's easy. That's at the beginning of your journey. It's no issue, no mission. It's Allahu Akbar. And carry on. And then you are also allowed whilst walking to do a pseudo-ruquah and a pseudo sujood. And it can be in the direction of your right. Is that is that clear? Okay. And then Shaykh says, he goes, if, and he goes, by the fact that, and Shaykh at says, did you see how I said, in jawazna? Yani, if we allow the walking person to pray, nafil indicates that there are many scholars that do not allow it. That, that the issue has khilaf. Okay, that there's a difference of opinion. Uh, uh, and why is that? The two main reasons that the, the, a large number of scholars did not allow a person who is walking to pray the nifel is one that there's too much uh, movement. Okay, too much movement, and it's all over the place. And that makes it different to focus, difficult to focus. And the second reason is that it's very different to the original aspect of the prayer. Yeah. And even, it's also very different to the, to the concession. So the prayer that you pray whilst riding, which is the concession. Like if you're on a passenger in a car, you're completely still, aren't you? Right? And it's a whole different mentality. Or if you're on a horse which knows which way it's going, yeah? It's going straight. You've got no thought process involved whatsoever. So a walking person is not like the riding person at all. So um it is best to uh, avoid this but if a person is going to follow the position to allow uh, a person to actually read the the, the prayer while standing then uh, you know so Sheikh uh, he 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 finishes this chapter he goes uh, this subpart he goes ma he goes that uh, but I think the stronger opinion Allah knows best is what the author has said that the walking person is, a, is an acceptable position for prayer he believes that it is an acceptable position for prayer he goes if we're going to allow a riding person to pray then we should allow a walking person to pray because al what do you think the answer why what's the illa no what's the illa what's the sharia reason for the prayer the illah here is to increase nafal. So if the illah is to increase nafal, then what do we care whether he's lying or standing or walking or riding? And that's a very that's a very good statement. That's a, that's a good piece of fiqh. Okay? كَمَنْ هُوَا yeah. Okay, so that's uh, that. Ken, are you saying this applies to everything like, like skateboard, hoverboard, everything? <laughs> not in that context where somebody's writing something like that and then... not any more ridiculous than a guy walking on Oxford Street whilst praying <laughs> all those people all those science all those X's and Y's you know what I'm saying I I, I agree entirely I think that the whole thing starts to lose control um, and I just don't know you know it's like the brother said Yanni. you know uh, you know why are we why are we reducing the idea of just stopping and praying you know but the answer is because they want you know they want to say no uh, uh, you know they want to say give them every opportunity have I ever done it? no <laughs> but, but I've, I've, I've I've written in my notes I've written in my notes actually because I was thinking about it more deeply then obviously you guys obviously don't inspired my my intellectual juices as much right but on a walking office, this is what that what works. You know, you know, walking. Obviously, you never heard of that concept yet. Yeah, okay, obviously, <laughs> when you're at your desk and it's at this height, so that you're on a treadmill and you're walking. Yes, they do. They do, by the way. Yeah, you do You got called a weirdo because I do that. I'm a fit bundler, That's why. Yeah. It's not walking office. It's called a walking desk. Same thing, yeah. You know? Office desk. What's an office and a desk between it's friends? If you have a walking desk then you can That's the, the, the for me, that's why I allow the prayer because it makes complete sense to me that. And forget work, forget work. Let's say person on a, on a treadmill. Okay? Right? When I'm on a treadmill, right? I uh, I mean I don't use a treadmill anymore because of my knee but I, I when I used to use a treadmill I used to always do my work on it. Okay, always. I would read my notes on it. I would read books on it, and the aim for me would be to get that sweet spot where the kind of the loss of control, vibration, whatever, whatnot, is not so much that my 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 eyes are moving too much. So once you get used to at a certain pace and you are able to control it and keep your head steady, which is a skill, believe me, it takes a long time. All right to get to a, uh, it's a slow speed uh, to get to a speed where you are able to keep your head long enough uh, uh, still enough to not keep bouncing the line and that's what I would do so what's the difference between uh, praying I much was, easier I thought this was in reference to people who are on a journey it is it is but I'm trying to say that if the illa that's my point I'm trying to make if the illa is not journeying which they didn't make it journey what the I mean? say the illa is to increase Tanaful. Mm-hmm. If the illah is to increase nafil and to allow as many options for people to pray nafil as possible, then, which actually makes a lot of sense, because if you think about all of the other aspects of the sunnah, then you see that concessions have been made to increase nafil. So when you're at home, pray sit, seated, and you get half the reward. Yeah, You don't have to be on a journey to pray sit, sitting down. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to lie down. You'll see when we get to it that there are a number other of idiosyncrasies, yani with the with the with the nafil prayer, that are kind of like ajeeb. For example, drinking small amounts of eating and drinking whilst in the nafil prayer, to, uh, to, to in order to encourage the Hajjid and and have uh, things small, tiny sips. Some scholars said are allowed to keep person going, etc. <coughs> etc. Et Sorry. There will be. When we come to it. I don't want any yeah, people thinking can be you know praying and eating a masbah. But I'm just saying that I'm just yani yeah, to indicate that there are there are a number. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, for example, opening the door to his uh, home when he was praying the sunnah, opening the door, walking and opening the door, allowing a person to come in, which would never be allowed in the obligatory prayer. So there's no doubt that a person who's at home, what would the argument be? The argument would be, just you're expecting guests. Don't pray So, Imagine if you think. Like, like, you know, when the kids are having to come home and I'm in, I'm in the office working, I have to stop work. If I know that my missus isn't around, I have to now go to the front room and wait to open the door. So I now stop everything. I know that I stop working. I can't because I left my computer there and I've gone over there. And for me, it's a dead period of time. It's like, you know, I'm just seriously like, thinking, man, what a waste of time. 10, 15 minutes. I don't know if they're going to be a little bit late, a little bit or not. And I'm sitting there. Now, if I say to you, hey, pray. And if they come, you can walk and open the door whilst in prayer, don't worry about it. Because the idea would be, if I pray, and they're knocking, I can't open the door, so I'm not going to pray. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. So if I allow you, then you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to pray. And that's the whole point of the concessions of the sunnah. And that's why he's right when he says, when he says the illah for all of these aspects of the prayer is to increase tanaful. Alright? It's to increase tanaful. So, um... Uh... Just want to finish off... How, how long has this gone? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think we'll... We've we'll, uh, okay, uh, been looked after again today. I yes? I understand what you're saying about, like, um, you being in a front room or whatever, or somebody who's on a journey, but the treadmill example is just because... So the treadmill, the treadmill example is, is as crazy as every other example. If a person is in a particular state that they don't want to leave and we can get prayer out of them at that time why wouldn't you that's the, that's the idea what's the difference what's the actual difference in reality between a person walking down the street okay and uh if the illa is to increase nafal and the person doing it at home well the difference is when you're walking you're getting start to say, well, yeah, when you're reading, you can start praying,
1: or when you're doing... For yeah, the vast general.
0: majority of people, that treadmill, I think it has to become obligatory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the vast majority of people, we need to, everyone, start getting on the treadmill. What are you looking at me for? You know, when you said that, uh, eating small things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is fiqh in action. Oh my goodness, right. So, folks, it was... I don't think that the the, the the division last time, yeah, was not done fairly. Okay, today this has to go to people that we believe have a a, a, a special reason, yeah. In fact, open this up, and that can be the base. Uh, me, if we're not last time, huh? Special reason. Yeah. Let's th- think of special reasons. Let's think of special reasons. Yeah, Hamza gets a special. It's a neighbor, Hamza. Yes, Hamza gets a special reason. You left the class here yeah, under the excuse of going somewhere. That's not that. has got to be disqualification. Okay, catch, catch, catch for for the little one, Jeeves? Yeah, well done. Yeah, well done. You for some I don't know what kind of theory you came out with over there earlier on. Okay, because if we don't, then it won't come back again. Abdul Razak for for a guest appearance. Oh. <laughs> what happened there? Did you see that? That was so bad. Right. Yes. Ibrahim for his return. Oh, sugar. <laughs> 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 What's happened? <laughs> so bro, you get to keep that for compensation. But come on. It's yours, it's yours. It's yours, Pick it out. Okay. Ibrahim. Right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah yeah you're right, you're right, you're right. Give me give me the asset, the, assed, the There we go. Now you can now you can give it out. Okay? With the class is still running, okay? Don't get lazy. All right? Just wait. We're just making choice. Haji sah. There we go. Nadeef Yani for being a superstar this whole weekend. You for smiling all the way through. You for looking interested. <laughs> uh, Doctor Saab. Because we right. like it when Dr. Saab comes. Doctor Saab. I didn't say dentist yeah asli one stranger for coming first time what's your name bro Alameen Al-Amin. very good you, you for coming first time you for coming after a long time two left now wait a minute it was mine okay that's mine yeah well, one left he's been, uh, give, him then, give him some he's been he's been he's been <laughs> share with your dad then He's been, he's been. I'm just looking for a child, so you have to give me it. You guys can share that one. (laughs) Alright. Okay. You know what? We need to save this, man. What is it? We need to save this until better times. Swiss lint, this, that, whatever. I think we should save these. You guys are getting too fat. I'm telling you straight. I'm telling you straight, it's not good. Right, listen, I would want to finish this page, then we do some questions, okay? Um, yeah, correct, as Emma says, but we'll come to those in a minute. Bismillah. Now, check what some of the fuqaha said. This is very interesting. They said. the scholars said that when you've got someone who is on a journey or riding or walking or whatever, the direction is only two directions, legally. The direction of your travel and the direction of the Qibla. Therefore, a number of scholars said that if a person changes to a different direction, he has introduced a Third scenario that doesn't exist. The Sharia has spoken about praying towards Qibla or what? Elsewhere. Not elsewhere. Oh, the, journey the journey direction. <coughs> Therefore they said if you pray towards any other direction the prayer is invalidated. you understand that? And legally that makes complete sense. So I'm going to now read to you and translate to you what he says because it's important. Okay. The Sunnah has made clear that the Qibla for the person who is on a journey is in the direction of the journey. So he must therefore be either facing the Qibla or the direction of the journey. So if he, if his ride, فَلَوْحَرَفَ الْبَعِيرَ عَنْ سِيرِهِ إِلَى الْقِبْلَةِ صَحَّ لِأَنَّهَا الْأَصَلِ so if the animal, when it's on its journey, and likewise the car train is the best one, isn't it? Okay, let's go on and let's say train. You're on a train. If it goes in the direction of the qibla, if it goes towards the direction of the qibla I just want you to know, hold on, hold on. Let me explain something here. When we're saying the direction of the journey, that doesn't mean it has to go in a straight line. Okay? If the direction, you know, if, for me to get from here to there means I have to go this way, that's not a problem. That's the direction of the journey. Yeah? The idea that we're talking about is that it doesn't go the direction of the journey for no reason for the journey. That's the point we're talking about. So like a detour? Like a detour? No, no. A detour that's not part of the journey. But I'm just trying to think, when would a detour not be part of the journey? Because, yeah, you know, your journey is what you plan. The journey is what... The, yeah, so... Well, isn't it the fact that... It's basically, it's basically stopping. It's basically talking about stopping. Isn't so it? if you come to a petrol station, and you stop, okay, then you are neither... Let me just... let me, let me carry on reading. Then we we'll start putting the the, 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 the... the thing is in. If it turns towards the direction of the Qibla, your ride... The prayer is fine because the qibla is the asl. But if it turns towards a direction other than the qibla or other than the direction of the journey, not permissible, the scholar said, La يجوز It's gone out of the two legislated options. Okay? Therefore, it invalidates the prayer. They said that if the animal, it takes a little kind of direction, detour, but then corrects itself, then if the time that it did it for was a small amount of time, no problem, but if it was a long period of time, the prayer is gone. So for example, old school money, straightforward, it's open desert, that's where I need to go. But the animal is going this way. Which is not in a direction. And it should be that way. If it goes there for 10-20 seconds, 30 seconds, and then it sorts itself out, not a problem. Because it's still like seen as straight. But if it goes for 10-20 minutes in this direction, the prayer is invalidated. Sheikh at Amin says, <laughs> أَنَّهُ إِذَا عَجَزَ عَنْ رَدِّهَا لَمْ Tabtul this is nice. sheik Al-Tameen says, the truth of the matter is that if you are unable to because the animal can't be controlled or because that is a decision the person makes or the driver or the whatever, then it does not matter, the prayer is not invalidated because then he falls under the first category of the people that we've said, the person who is unable to face the qibla. Remember that? That was the first exemption that we made. The person who is unable. And Allah knows best. Did you guys give them uh, some chocolates? Yeah, I came, up I came it, yeah. Okay, good. Isn't this, when you're on the train and you, you sit in yeah. the opposite direction of the way you're travelling? Yeah. Isn't that what it meant, here? The opposite direction of what you're travelling would be towards the Qibla, then, or whatever. No, it's probably the train's going, and it's not going towards the Qibla. Uh-huh. It's going forward in the journey, yep. and you've got the reverse-facing seating. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you're sat with your back towards the direction of travel. If so you wanted to pray there, then you're not facing the trouble and you're not facing the direction of travel. Oh, yeah, Training nice. The of the huh? But the going to be the of the yeah, but you're not facing it. I never thought of that. But anyway, we know that that's something which is covered under this. Just so that there's no people who have any doubts. Because that's just having a plane or anything that's got cars, even, even some cars, got the seats going the other way. It's allowed. There's no doubt about that. But it is, it's, it's, it's good what you said there. They're also not facing yeah, anything, but they, 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 as uh, Ajman said, the ruling was based upon them actually facing towards the direction of travel. Theoretically. Alright? Okay, some, so questions then. If I'm on a train, and I know it is my last train, so that I can get to my test, or wherever, I am not facing the qibla from the beginning. <coughs> then I need to get out and pray? No, I think that if it's an obligatory prayer and you have to take that journey, uh, then it's okay for you to face towards the direction of the train. We'll come to that Yani, yeah, in this right time. If praying whilst walking and running, do you not need to do the actions of the prayer, sujood, etc.? No, you don't. That is the position of Sheikh Uthameen. You do not need to do it. You are allowed to, if you are walking enough prayer, then you can, for, you, can you do not need, you, you do like, like this. You don't have to do the actual one. Yeah. you see Emma, Emma makes a point and it's a good point but it's also got a bit of danger in there as well she, she says correctly that the difference is the focus yani, between prayer whilst walking and, 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 and you know uh, stationary stationary is obviously, obviously better because you get better focus prayer is communication of Allah uh-huh. subhanahu wa ta'ala Correct. who is the ultimate creator it's like speaking with the Queen of England whilst texting you'd never do it so I'm not comparing the Creator with the Queen, of course. But, um, and that's right. There's no doubt about it. If you are traveling, then the idea... The problem is is that when you use that logic, then what do you say about the Prophet Wasallam's prayer when he was riding? And the answer is, what we said before, that the riding at that time was a very benign act. It was just sit on a donkey or a camel... And it just goes and nothing's happening around you. It's not like there's traffic or whatever. You're in a desert, you know what I'm saying? With nothing happening, silence around you. So, Ghani, I think that when these rules were established, the reality of praying on a ride was very, very demure, very, very basic, Yani. There's very little difference. Today, I think a lot, a lot of stuff, Kiani, going on, especially with the walking. Um, an off-topic question. Uh, so me going on a long drive whilst driving, I can pray. Do not be driving and praying. That's dangerous, and it's not good. Okay, because that is not like Yani being on a horse. You can, you can, you can, uh, you know. That's something which is not right. Okay, an Islamic school has had a girls' volleyball team, and we did say that at the end of the lesson we need to do questions that are not part of the thingies and keep it fresh. Yep, an Islamic school has had a girls' volleyball team for four years. Volleyball. Okay, whilst it's girls dress modestly, the other teams wear short shorts. The concern is that both female and male spectators are present. Even if they restricted to female spectators at their school, they are not able to put those kinds of restrictions on other schools. Being part of the team has given them pride in being part of the school, and parents believe pulling it will affect morale. Yeah, cancelling it. How could concerned parents address this? Uh, that's a mission. That's a mission. Not really a school <laughs> <laughs> Astaghfirullah <laughs> Yeah Heavy sport Usman has spoken here The chief has spoken Honestly we pay every single day in Pakistan I mean I, I don't know I, I mean i just share my own opinion Allah knows best That this is the part where we wouldn't necessarily Kind of be supporting it as a as a as a spectator activity or whatever, but for a person to be playing it in a halal way themselves, I think you'll be permissible. But yes, I agree that the the supporting of it and the pre- being present and you know the inappropriate clothing and so on and so forth is a reason why you wouldn't necessarily go to a place like that or sit in an area like that. You could be sitting behind your own team, so you're not being exposed to that yeah, any level of nakedness. It's like um, it's like going to the cricket, like an IPL match in India, right? Like half the ground would be fine to sit at. But then if you're sitting behind those Yanni, those Yanni cheerleader things, yeah. That you know, wear nothing and dance every time someone hits a floor or whatever, that's a disaster. If you see on a camera you see the 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 their the, 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 the siloge behind there, they're loving every second of it. <laughs> they're clear they paid the top price just to be right there. You know what I'm saying? So people sitting on the other side, not near it. But, to, you know, there's got to be a cut-off point. You, you, you can't just keep getting around everything. So, generally, it's not the most healthiest of environments. Oh. But Allah knows best, yeah. Obviously, you come back from Pakistan. Yeah. What was your take on, obviously, off the top this, what was your take on the uh, attempted amendment of the Constitution? Yeah, it was a big fitner, obviously. I was in Pakistan, and you guys... I, I, I didn't want to comment while I was there. One, because I didn't want people to know that I have a VPN, Okay. Right, but obviously the situation for a couple of weeks has been very tense in Pakistan because um, there's a you know you know just like all the Muslim countries, especially Pakistan, is on the way to becoming modernised and uh, you know getting liberal, not modernised, liberal and secular. And so all the things that were there when the Muslims were strong and Pakistan was strong, such as yeah, the finality of the Prophet sallam and the the statement that anyone who does not believe in that, obviously Ahmadi's and Qadianis, then that's not Islam, that's another religion that they have, and that's obviously a part of the constitution. So the law minister, trying to secularize the faith, he was removing this, and he, of course he did it intentionally, but then he, he he removed it, saying that a person doesn't need to have to say that the Prophet ﷺ is the final prophet, in order to be, make them more inclusive to the Qadianis. The guy's getting paid off, the guy's under secular pressure, law minister, and... Um, Obviously, there's huge protests, uh, like major, obviously, and from all sources, not just the religious sources, whatever, or the practicing sources. And so, what happened is that uh, the guy, and they said he has to change it and he has to resign. Obviously, the government responded. They said it was a mistake. The guy said it was a clerical error, you know, clerical error, yeah. And uh, this went on for, I think, maybe over a year or many months, back and forth, back and forth. And basically, a couple of weeks ago, these guys clocked on that it's all a blag and they're not going to do anything. And so they said, right. So it's the Brevis basically. What they, they, they got together mostly, a few other parties as well, but mostly the Brevis And they created a group, or they were a group, called Labbaik Ya Rasulullah. They're nutters themselves, frankly. But let's keep that to the side. Let's keep the Aqidi issues to the side. They basically said, we're being done here. So the only way that we've got as a legitimate or as a way back is the protest. And protest meaning they would go to the busiest streets and areas, and they would basically do sit-ins. And the traffic in Pakistan is terrible as it is without that, and that was causing absolute mayhem in the capital, in Pindi, Islamabad. Islamabad, actually, yeah. So this was happening, and a conversation started, obviously, in a country where you've got people who want to support it in theory because the government are playing them. At the same time, they know that. It's having a major impact upon people's lives, schools, jobs, and whatever, whatnot. And so then scholars are then getting involved and whatever. The truth of the matter is is that it is what seems that it was politically motivated. It's got things to do with the ruling party, Nawaz Sharif, and a few other people trying to destabilize the government after he got kicked out you know, or forced to resign. So it's a political point. What Bob's is asking is the simple straight thing. Is that is it permissible to go and protest in this way, as something which is fundamentally Islamic, of course, in a way that causes such harm and uh, to others and also puts you at risk? Now beforehand, you'd say, you know, it's a protest, it's peaceful. It's what, what other way are they going to be able to get their change? But, you know, Islam doesn't think like that. Islam doesn't look at yeah, this logical kind of way. Islam always looks at the... Uh, overall consequence which is more likely and the truth is is that it is definitely going to cause a big problem to people who have nothing to do with this or don't want anything to do with it or don't agree with changing it like this and number two, there's always a risk of provoking the government, whatever, and the government came a huge amount of pressure because they didn't see this as an anti-terrorist or a terrorist activity or whatever so they didn't do anything but the pressure then came when I arrived as I arrived, the pressure basically got to exploding point And the army was sent in. And people died. You know, at least six people died. People, policemen died, whatever. Some protesters died. And obviously the situation got completely out of control. And then other cities then started to do these major major protests. All the roads got blocked. And so they then cut off Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. They they did the whole government pull out the plug thing, which is a major move, obviously. And they took all of the, the satellite stations off air. All the TV stations went off the air, because they didn't want people to see the images of the fighting and whatever, whatnot. And uh, after, Alhamdulillah, after three four days, they got control. So, uh, uh, I, on Sunday, yeah, on Monday, today's Wednesday, Monday, they, they, they reached an agreement. They said that he, the guy's going to resign. So that's the problem, right? The guy's going to resign, and it's not going to go through. The amendment's not going to go through, and uh, the protests were lifted. And the roads are clear. So there's now there's no protest, there's no traffic. The guys resigned or gonna resign or, or, or resigned actually. And what is what message does that send? The aftermath is a complete mess at the moment now. The government are being criticized, Yanni, for how dare you, Yanni, wait two weeks before you enter. The the political people, they are saying that, you know, we we shook the government and they did. The protesters are, are showing you see, we we protested we got what we wanted. The people who said it's haram. We all said that, look, it's clear haram, and look, yeah, one person died is enough, let alone six, ten people. It wasn't worth it if one person dies. So at the end, no one's, there, no one's even clear. Everyone has justified exactly what they wanted yeah, from the beginning, and everyone comes out thinking that they were winners. The protesters said, look, it well, worked. The people who said haram because people died, you know, it's, all, it's a mess. Muslims, they shouldn't have happened. It's different doing it in a country like this where the protest, for example, is very much part of the, 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 the psyche of the people, and the protests are always controlled. You're not allowed to do a protest unless it's in line with the police. They do it to minimize certain ways. They put into place diversions, they block off roads, they associate any the cost to it, etc. Um, so that's a bit different. And the people, they kind of like consider it something quite you know worthy. Whereas we're in a country where it's really going to cripple the amendment itself in terms of how, how significant was that in terms of for the people? I don't think it's significant at all it's one of those kind of headliner things yeah. that people are focusing on yeah. but they're, they're leaving the fact that the whole country has gone to the dogs and become completely liberal and secular but this is the one that everyone feels oh ya Rasulullah <laughs> you know what I'm saying pack kind of mentality yeah. everything else Allah's deen, deen completely rejected the people doing kufr shirk in left right, and center but on this issue, you yeah, know, technicality or whatever. So, yeah. All right. Yes. Um, was in the private parts. It No. We did that in, I think, year two, year three. We look at the portal. In summary, only if desire is present. And uh, another question. Can you uh, make up cook- up the Duhat, like, say, uh, salat Unless you pray salat every single day and you miss it, yeah. it should not be made up. Okay, okay yeah. I think it's permissible, yeah. Okay. I think it's permissible if it is prayed every single day mm-hmm. to make it up later. Yeah. the mm-hmm. yeah. um, is that The question and, is, is that for the Prophet ﷺ's hadith about Surah Al-Baqarah not being uh, 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 being recited at home and the shaitan being expelled, is it the whole surah? Is it every single day? And the truth is, is that there's no evidence to indicate any or either. So scholars give their own opinions on it. Uh, the majority are upon the fact that it's not the whole surah. Yeah, that it is the it is meaning the intention has to be the whole surah. But if a person only reads so much of it. The job is done. The house is protected for that period of time. However, they are not comfortable on the position of you do it once and it's done forever. No. It's a repetitive point. So know, we say once, twice. I don't, uh, yani, there's no evidence to suggest that. You're going to just basically be depending upon the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which is, yeah, correct, yeah. Wallahu a'alam. Okay. All right. Zakwan folks. Subhanakallah wa bihamdika. Ashadu wa la ilahi l-anth. Wa s-salaamu alaykum wa rahmatullah.